Welcome back to Kingdom Conversation. I'm your host, Anna, and we have our co-hosts, Seth and Lauren. Hi. Hello. So today we're going to be talking about the topic of soul sleep. But before we get there, we're going to kind of backtrack and ask the question, what happens after we die? So something that's really important for us to look into are the, the cultural opinions on these topics that we discuss. Um, personally, it's been a goal of mine to really look into other opinions of differing cultures when I have personal questions about my faith. And when I look into these religions or even denominations of Christianity, it allows me to reaffirm my faith in some things and really challenge myself to grow spiritually. So the first uh, world religion that I would like to talk about would be Muslims. So something that I found that was interesting is they, they actually parallel um, Judaism a lot in their beliefs, mm-hmm. just different verbiage and whatnot. Just to give a synopsis real quick of what they believe they teach that Allah decides when you die and will stay in your grave till I'm gonna botch this, but it says Yan al Din, which means the day of judgment. For those who performed more good deeds, they'll go to Jana or Paradise. And for those who performed more bad deeds will go to Jahana or Jahannam, which means hell. So do you guys have anything like within the realm of like the Muslim religion that you guys have learned about. I'm honestly still kind of confused of whether it's is it Muslim or is it Islam that's the yeah so the yeah I definitely yeah. I thought Muslim was like the I don't know like that's just what they are they're Muslim like I that's a good point I definitely should have killed because <laughs> so, I remember Muslim thinking like oh Muslim Islam. religion yeah. I know it's Islam that's what they believe two, right? yeah and, two very distinct things Muslim is more of like an ethnicity and then islam is their religion but yeah. i think a lot of you kind of get the gist one but yeah don't want to assume that every muslim is a follower of islam but yeah it's yeah. kind of implied <laughs> yeah i guess it's true i don't really know too much about the religion though yeah uh all i know is like I don't know, the 72 virgin thing, I guess. <laughs> there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that I definitely would like to go into that a little bit more, even more than I did for this study, because mm-hmm. uh, it's we just don't know enough about... Yeah, just from that, it sounds very works-based. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Because either you do good and you go to paradise, or you do bad <laughs> and you go to hell. Exactly. I'm, and... glad, I'm glad you said that, because it's... Really, every single one, and to distill it down, every single religion other than Christianity has, follows that format. So I looked into Hindus, Buddhists, even some like really old Celtic pagan practices, um, and the ancient Egyptians, all of them, and even more so, even beyond that, I just didn't have time to go into those. But um, the Hindus, they believe in karma. So mm-hmm. like you live your life... You do your duty, which is called dharma, and then through you performing good acts, whatever it may be, acts of service or giving to the poor, you um, will receive good or bad karma depending on your actions. And then when you die, the specific the, the point that we're going to focus on is specifically for them, they believe in what's called reincarnation. There's a couple other terms that get thrown around, um, transmigration or metam- metampsychosis, I think that's how you pronounce that, 
but uh, basically to bring it down to normal human brain understanding is the thought process that when you die, depending on your previous actions in your old life, your mind or consciousness, soul or body will get pushed on to another life form in a higher ring. So like you start here at the bottom, you get a little bit better and you move up into your next oh, life. Oh, is that like, um, dang, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, oh my the God. Cast yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, um, dang. It's like, a, it's like a spiritual caste system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But and then like where like you're like a fly or something and then you live a good life and then next you become like... A better animal but not at the bottom of the food <laughs> that, chain or, yeah that's yeah it's uh exactly i can't even think of the word right now so the Sorry. the cycles themselves it's it's called samsara but that's not really the, their intended goal their ultimate goal is to go to a place called muksha which is their version of it's not really like a heaven in the way that we see it but it's just the escape of samsara and you kind of elevate yourself with the gods so mm. you're above that that cycle and rebirth of life Interesting. yeah but again it's it's based on works it's based on how well or how bad you do and it going on and looking at all of these even the ancient egyptians they believe that when you die you go to the afterlife every single person goes to the afterlife but those who have like um spells and stuff um chanted when they die it helps them go through the realm of the dead that way they make it and they survive and then get to the place of the gods <laughs> yeah i don't know the ancient egyptian beliefs are very very interesting yeah. but over and over we keep seeing this repetition of self-centered i need to do good in the sense so i can have a better afterlife the one not like non Christian belief system, which is Judaism, is the one that is a little bit on the better side, where they believe that you do go to a place after you die, but they called it Sheol, and it's not really a heaven or hell, it's just the place of death, and it's just the place that you go after you die. Um, and it wasn't until further on where they kind of developed that idea into if you were a good person, then you go to the place called Gen Eden or Paradise, and then if you were bad, you go down into Hades or whatever they wanted to call it. But from the videos and the research that I was doing, is they Judaism is more now based, where they're they're really focused on the traditions that they upkeep and the law that they keep within this life, which is the major contrast to Christianity. But we believe that what we do now will affect. We are, we're looking at the now, and we also really focus on the afterlife, which is either heaven or hell for us. Um, I think before we move into this next section, the, we should really clarify some things. So I want to ask you guys, what is your idea of doctrine? So if you hear doctrine, like what do you think of? Um type of belief almost okay I, I don't know <laughs> Lauren's like I don't know <laughs> it's, a, 
It's really, it is, it's a hard question because it's like, it's one of those words that I hear constantly where I'm like, if I was asked on the spot, I'd be like, I, I, I promise I'm educated. I don't know how to <laughs> properly go about describing something like that. And really, um, all that doctrine is, is teachings. It's the teachings of something. Yeah. So within our faith, okay. our doctrine is the Bible. Within Christianity, it's the Bible. However, a main thing that is, it's very controversial, but not every Christian group follows the same doctrine. And that is where things get a little dicey. And it, it can go from things that aren't, are, are very trivial. So things like cutting your hair or speaking in tongues, not speaking in tongues, wearing pants, wearing only skirts for women, or the list goes on and on and on. But for us, we really need to know the, the difference between doctrine and theology. So doctrine is the actual text that is the, the Bible for us. And then theology is the way that we study the Bible. And there's two different things when we are reading the Bible and how we interpret it. We have the physical text, which is called exegesis, which was when we're reading it out loud, it is the non-interpretive version. And then there's eisegesis is where we're, we're, we're putting our own interpretation on what it is we're reading. And that's where things get a little bit weird within the denominations in Christian groups because they have their own personal likings and dislikings of, of certain after certain things. So I know like Pentecostals, they believe that you can't cut your hair, you shouldn't wear skirts, or you should wear skirts and shouldn't wear pants. Um, Seventh-day Adventists believe that the Sabbath should be on Saturdays and it's actually unholy for it to be on Sundays. And it kind of goes on and on and on. <laughs> Do you guys have any experiences like with denominations and stuff like that with differing beliefs? Um, <clears throat> this is actually a topic I talk to my cousin a lot about. Like, um, we have our Bible studies and certain things come up and it's like, well, is this like a personal conviction or is it like, that, yeah, God says this point. must be done? Like, for what you said, like cutting your hair and stuff. Because um, there are some churches that are totally against it and like, like, sure, that's fine for you. But that's, like, a personal conviction. It's not for everybody. And if it doesn't have to do with your salvation or making somebody else maybe, like, trip up in their faith, then I don't think it should be a big issue. Like, if you're just, like, I don't know, you don't want to wear pants. You want to wear skirts. Stuff like that. But if it goes more into, like, the actual, like, core of the beliefs where things start to differ and it could make somebody trip up that's where it becomes an issue mm -hmm. yeah it's like that part in the bible where jesus is saying how there are those um who will condemn certain individuals for not being circumcised and it's like whether they are or they're not it depends on the heart and the heart that they're they're doing the action now you can have a bad heart and be circumcised or you could have a great heart for God and be uncircumcised. It's like the point is, is what are your motives behind doing yeah. those actions mm -hmm. rather than just being religious and doing them because you have to. Yeah. 
I don't think anyone's gonna like necessarily go to hell because they cut their hair or yeah, know, exactly. or they wore pants. If it's it like has, if it doesn't have to deal with your salvation. Yeah. And it's not like And it's to each their own, but at the same time there is like that core uh beliefs that we should, we need or should be having that that's what makes us a Christian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, you hit on it, you hit the nail right on the head. Like it's uh, the condition of your heart. That's really what it comes down to. That's what Christ looks at. Mm-hmm. And really, we can't play the role of judge within Christianity. It's like God is the ultimate judge of all humanity. And it says it over and over in the Bible. It's like when we take on the position of authority, that's when we can really, like, we can get puffed up. We can be very vain and selfish. And it's more so about us than it is about him. Yeah. And that's really where, like, asking yourself those questions. Is this about him or is this about me and how I feel about things? Exactly. Um, yeah. So something that, going along those lines in that thought process, really asking ourselves, not only with just any topic whatsoever, but mainly about the topic of death. It's like, should we just ignore it and let people go with their own interpretation of it or should we at least try and have a civil conversation with those who disagree with us and be like okay let's try to find not even a common ground but just finding out what people believe about death i think it's important to get um like differing ideas to other people because then they can be like Hmm, like question their own beliefs like you were saying like can either make you question them or strengthen your own beliefs and like even if you can get them to start thinking about maybe some things that might be a little weird <laughs> um they can be like research more on their own and be like okay what is my church teaching me and I think it's important for us to talk about things like this yeah it's like really just we're we're here to to challenge each other and to help out one another as Christians. This whole like us against them because they're in this denomination, they're not in that denomination, whatever. It's like pastor says it all the time. We're all in the body of Christ. We're all in the kingdom of God, and we should be trying to help each other as much as possible. So not addressing the differences we have is really a disservice because it's mm-hmm. like we're just ignoring the fact that they believe that and they we believe this, but why? We don't have to go about it in a debate, but at least talking about it and really thinking about why do you believe the way that you believe? Is it just because you grew up in the church and that's all that you've known and you don't want to take the steps to know any different because you're just comfortable where you are? And I mean, I've, I've had multiple moments where I, I was in a place of like I was studying things and I was blown away because I personally was studying in the, in the Bible and praying about things learning for myself rather than just listening to those around me. It's like you really have to have that personal relationship yourself. Yeah. So to dive into what other people believe, specifically within Christian denominations, and this is kind of controversial, Christian, quote, air quotes, (laughs) groups, which... I would like to call them cults, not in the sense of hippie cult, like we're going to run around naked throwing flowers <laughs> everywhere, more in the sense of they claim to follow God and or Jesus, but they have perverted 
the gospel, which is the main core of what Christianity is about. So, not going to say which is which, because I don't want to start that fire. Starting with Catholics, they believe that the body dies, but your soul goes on living. Those that are pure, they'll go to heaven, and those that are unforgiven, with unforgiven sins, so they're, they're kind of in like the middle ground. They're not bad people where they immediately go to hell. They're that... They maybe are believers, but they have some stuff that they haven't dealt with, and they go straight to purgatory. So basically what purgatory is, is... The waiting room. <laughs> that is, that is actually perfect. <laughs> it's literally them listening to, like, girl, girl from Ipanema <laughs> bobbing their heads. <laughs> oh my gosh, but seriously, like, that's their, their purification moment, is they're not ready to go to heaven so they have to stay in this place called purgatory. I've I've heard about that and I've known that for a really long time. What one thing that I recently learned though is that people on earth can actually pray for those who have died in the Catholic belief and oh. that helps them get to heaven. Mhm. I know all about it. <laughs> How do you guys Filipinos are are very Catholic and so like obviously we are Christians but we we would go support I don't know, people that were close to my mom because she's Filipino. And, <laughs> and they would do that. They would spend like seven days like, like praying and like reciting the same scriptures out of like a little book. And I, I don't know. I, it's just very ritualistic. But like why wouldn't you pray for them when they're alive? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> good point <laughs> but yeah I don't know I don't there's not a lot of heart in it mm-hmm. from what I've seen because I've been at those events where like it was a house we would go to a house and it would just be full of people and they'd all just be like they all sounded like they were dead like they were just like reciting mm-hmm. like just reading out of a book reciting this like this specific prayer and it was just very ugh, like I don't know there just wasn't a lot of heart in it like it's very ritualistic. Like that's the best I can explain it. Like it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. The Catholic religion is just it's. I have mixed feelings because I don't have anything wrong with with most Catholics that I come across. They're all like they're normally very nice people. There's nothing, but more so the Catholic Church itself and the stuff that they're they're distilling into their followers. It's very disconnected like you're saying yeah yeah it's, it's this thing where only the pope and only the priests are able to really have that relationship with god while all of it they are they're like sheep yeah they're just supposed to follow along and just mm-hmm. do what they're supposed to and that's it I, I can't drive with that and and back on the topic of praying for those that are dead is also a, a little weird to me because i god's very anti yeah. That <laughs> trying to intercede with the, where did that even come people? from? What where did where did the whole like purgatory thing come from? Do they have their own? I don't know much about most religions, but do they have their own scriptural texts like outside of? Well, the like, Catholics they have they have the Bible that we have, but they have extra books. Uh, so I it would take me forever to try to remember and or explain it, but. There's a group of, of I want to like Jewish rabbi scholarly people who group together and put together a yeah. physical text of the Bible, 
but they discarded a couple of bucks. Was that? I'm sorry. Was that a sneeze, Laura? Was that... <laughs> He's trying to be quiet. Sneeze. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Laura's just on it today. <laughs> the faces and everything. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, okay. Uh, they came saying? together. They put together a text, and they had these specific books that they discarded because they they could not have a reliable source to them. Hmm. They. They, there's no, there was no way for them. There was no like multiple accounts that could attest that this yeah. document is factual, and so on. Like they could the other ones. Um, so that's mainly where some differences within uh, Catholic religion. But to say about all the other stuff, I honestly have no idea. I'd really have to sit down and look throughout their history to see why they they develop such such differences. If I had to guess, looking at it, since it is. Roman Catholicism, seeing that culture influence mm-hmm. the religion, that yeah. could give you some very hints. True. Very authoritative society, very much about control, and mm. now that they can use religion with that, that's that's honestly that's a beautiful answer to their question. It's like they don't, they can use something that's supposed to be good for power. Yeah. Uh, moving on. To Jehovah's Witnesses and Seventh Day Adventists. Oh. Are those are those the same? Technically, are, are they similar? They're similar, but not the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thing. So, yeah. Uh, both believe in the same uh, concepts when it comes to death. Other things they differ on. Specifically, when it comes to the topic of soul sleep, which is what we're going to be getting into more at the end of this podcast. They believe that the body, mind, and soul is all one thing. It cannot be separated. So when you die, you go into the ground, and that's what that's it. Hmm. You don't immediately, your spirit doesn't separate from the body and immediately go to heaven, be judged, or go to hell and be judged. You wait until they call the second coming. So Jesus comes down, and then everyone, we call it the rapture. Um... Evangelicals call it the rapture. And that's when the new earth will be created, but the actual bodies will rise. It's not spirit, since mm-hmm. the spirit and body are one. Actual bodies will come out of the ground and be a part of the new heaven and new earth. The thing is, though, is that those who do not choose to follow God just will cease to exist. Hmm. Just and that's their punishment. It's not that they go to hell, it's that they just stop existing. But how would it be punishment if you're not even conscious? Is the thing. That's so <laughs> exactly. It's like when you're sleeping but not dreaming. You don't know that time's passing by. Yeah. So, like, nothing matters, nothing affects you. How is that punishment at all? If anything, most people nowadays would probably want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people would probably be like, oh, dang, really? If I don't join your religion, I'll just cease to exist good because this life sucks like you know there are like people out there that are very mm-hmm. dark <laughs> but yeah it's it's a good point though that you made about the how, how is it a punishment if you're you're just not even conscious you don't exist anymore nothing there's nothing that's uh that's interesting <laughs> yeah and we could go on and on there's various beliefs like the mormon church the lutherans presbyterians pentecostals like straight up pentecostals not just believing of the Holy Spirit and Methodists, they all believe in various things. 
when it comes to other doctrine, but they actually also follow the the thought process of soul sleep. I think the only ones that really differ is that uh, Lutherans, Presbyterians, and some Pentecostals, they do believe that there's a separation of the body and soul, but they, they also believe in the bo- bodily resurrection, just like Seventh-day Adventists and Jehovah's Witnesses. So, let's get down to brass tacks, shall we? Um, what is the definition of the soul? So when you guys think of the soul, what do you, what comes to mind? Do we think of this sparkly being that just <laughs> rises from us? Or it's is like it... who you are, basically, and like just you, because like you're. I think I said this last week where um, you aren't your body. Like people say, oh. Like, I have a soul. It's like, no, you are the soul. Mm. You have a body. That's I think people you. like to get confused and, like, almost like, I don't know if it's just me, but, like, intertwine, like, the heart and the soul being the same thing because it's, like, your heart is telling you it's not, but it's, like, I don't know. I think your heart, for the most part, is just, like, an organ in your body <laughs> that's just keeping you alive. It's more the idea of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I so guess. Your, your, your mind versus your body. It's like logic versus feeling. Yeah. That's more what they mean. Yeah. By the heart. Okay. All right then. <laughs> no, I agree with Lauren. Then. It's kind of, I, like, the way you put it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to make it make sense. So I'm giving a verse that will help what you guys both said is... Um, Genesis 2 7. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground (laughs) and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, Mm -hmm. and the man became a living creature. Mm -hmm. So, in the sense of this is exactly what fits into what Lauren just said it's like a body is just a body until that life was breathed into it, and that is our spirit. That's That's what God gave us. Yeah. Wait, so you read, I think, was that like the NIV version? It actually says in the King James Version, and man became a living soul. Mm. So when God breathed into us life, mm-hmm. we became a living soul. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of God-given. And and to pretty much go on with that, um, it says in Ecclesiastes 12, 7, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So, yeah, they're not the same thing they're not together because our bodies are just dust <laughs> exactly. god just to a clump of dirt together <laughs> he made it beautiful i mean look at it great but <laughs> but essentially just dust <laughs> and to clarify even more i think that the soul is even above consciousness because wow. those who are maybe sedated who don't have consciousness or in a coma brain dead any of those people they still have a soul they're not mm-hmm. dead yet their soul hasn't left them so it's just because that's the more scientific version is like oh well, it's just your consciousness it's your it's your brain functioning your bodily function like that's that's yeah. all that it is the animals are conscious but they don't have a soul mm. yeah exactly so, yeah they are different mm-hmm. okay. though many people will be like no Animals have souls. Like, well, 
I mean, I can't confirm or deny that, but mainly the that's cat, a... I can tell you, she does not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the cats. Yes, they are. Oh, man. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> she does not have a soul. That, that's, like, the main difference between humans and animals is that that is the part of the likeness of God. It's not the fact that we have. We walk on legs and, and whatnot is that we have a soul. Is that we have we have that <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making fun of you. I, we, all animals have legs. <laughs> I'm saying I'm sorry. No. not fish. Yes. Okay, yeah, not all animals. <laughs> Most ha. all mammals. Ha. For the most part. <laughs> Mr. 2.0. I just like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're getting a little too personal now. We're a little close to home. Man, yeah, bring up my GPA on the podcast. That's, and it was a 2.4. Thank you very much. Just gonna... It gets lower every time. <laughs> it gets lower. It's been 2.4. Whatever. I know I'm stupid. <laughs> Humans walk on two legs. Yes. Two arms and opposable thumbs. The scientists so love the opposable thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two, no. Two legs with feet. Human qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the main difference is that we have a soul, and that is the part of us that is like the lightning likeness of God, is because He is an eternal being, and He will live. He has lived and will live for forever. So that's the part of us that will live on. Ah. <sighs> Now, we're back on track. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Not to be redundant, but let's just try to uh, directly clarify, will the spirit stay with the body when we die? And what does it mean by soul sleep? Miss Lauren. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I almost wondered. I was like, wait, I missed that. <laughs> so, so will the spirit stay with the body when we die? Or, like, what is the meaning of soul sleep? Oh, okay. 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 So, basically, it's the belief that um, after a person dies, um, their soul just sleeps until the resurrection. Like, you're mm-hmm. in that unconscious state, like we were talking about, like, Sleeping without dreaming, basically that, um, which isn't really biblical. <laughs> um, a lot of the time, when the Bible talks about, like, there are instance instances where, like, um, it'll say dead people are sleeping, like um, with Lazarus. Mm-hmm. It's referring to the body. Like he's trying, like Jesus tells people that he's sleeping to probably make it more like palatable and not just tell these people like yeah he's dead like no no he's just sleeping like it's okay but he is just talking about the body he's not talking about his soul um but let's see yeah so basically it's in relation to death but that doesn't i don't know (laughs) yeah I definitely agree because that's that's really the way I've seen it my my entire time growing up in church and whatnot is the belief that the two are separate and they always have been separate. It's like even though many people would like to dispute the fact, but our body is the the more physical 
like thing that you can touch and feel and see but we can't see our soul we can't interact with our soul weirdly enough i don't know how to really describe that but it's more like the the actual being of the soul is more than i mean because obviously we have personalities and whatnot from from yeah. from this life but that we've developed not, like physical like, yeah it's not tangible yeah I, mm-hmm. I guess that's really what i'm saying it's not it's not tangible until that moment when we cross the threshold and uh i think one verse i found that i really loved is matthew 10 28 and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell that is clear as day that there is a distinction between the two yeah and that when that day comes there will be a separation it's not that we just stay sleeping with the worms because ill that just sounds nasty <laughs> uh, and also it says in ecclesiastes twelve seven, and the dust returns to the earth as it was and the spirit returns to god who gave it <laughs> I'm just stealing all your verses now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I already read it though, so uh-huh. you technically stole it from me. Oh. <laughs> Double stealing. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, so basically when the Bible mentions it, it's pretty much just a metaphor for the bodily death. It's but it's taken literally. Mm. That's a good point. There's so many instances like that where it's like because I actually I heard someone use the argument for Jesus's parable about the rich man about how when he died he immediately was in hell looking mm-hmm. up at Lazarus with I think it's Moses I think it's Abraham Abraham, Abraham. Yeah, I was there you go Abraham, Abraham. <laughs> sorry <laughs> um, but then they're like oh well that that's just a parable he doesn't mean that literally but it's like you look at every other one of Jesus' parables they're all literal that they could be a a relatable instance or situation where the Jewish people could so why would he this one specific one it has to uh, deal with a very serious topic yeah just be this figurative picture yeah. mm-hmm. like that is there's there's some inconsistencies in that mm-hmm. thought process so you're gonna want to take this information literally but this information not yeah it's a little <laughs> sketchy if it's hard to believe then it's like oh maybe it's just it's not literal but it's like, well, we just have a hard time understanding it. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. I think we, we also just get so caught up in, in this, like, it's not really circular reasoning, but the idea behind it is very, we stay in this rut of, oh, well, this groove has already been made. Let's just stay in it. <laughs> Let's try not to divert from the path and make waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And also, I think for me, one of the biggest things is why would God want us to stay in some state of limbo and be separate from him until the second coming? That, that honestly was a huge epiphany moment. It's just like when we're here, we have a relationship with him. And then when we die, we have the most pure and real relationship with him. So why, why prolong it? Yeah. Why use that, that state of nothingness when you die? Like, that just, it, doesn't, it just seems very outside of God's character for me personally i think it's people just injecting their uh own beliefs and then trying to make things um easier i guess not easier but like i don't know like when it comes to like unsaved people like it makes them feel better that you could die and be prayed to heaven 
you know, mm-hmm. it's people injecting in their own theology to make it um, more fitting to them, I guess. Yeah. I also <clears throat> had, like, the thought where, okay, so you're sleeping, you're in soul sleep, and then Jesus comes back. What was the purpose of heaven in the first place if you're never going to go there? Because he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. There you go. Yeah. So what was the point of the first heaven if you're never going to go there? <laughs> if you're never even going to go there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's <laughs> yep. Yeah. And not to mention the the idea of hell. Mm-hmm. That there is... Where did that go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no one likes that. Let's just get rid of that. Exactly. Well, that's what it is. It's people... Making um, it, like, nice and cozy. And yeah. Nobody's going to be people dying for all eternity. Yep. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And for those who don't know, like, we do believe in a physical place. It's not an idea. Or you go, and then as soon as you go, you just die. And then also cease to exist. And it's, it's not it. like the TV show, The Good Place. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even really watched that, but no, it's I not have. like that. Oh, you have? Yes. We saw, I think I saw like the first couple episodes and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what? It's weird. It is, yeah. That's what it seems like. Definitely not biblical <laughs> at all. No. It's, it's Hollywood. purely so entertainment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what it sounds that's, like. That's actually, that's a good point. It's like, it's funny how like these things are being Hollywoodized. Like the, the idea of death and hell and the afterlife and whatnot can even like be used within, I know, I'm sure like there's SNL skits and now there's TV shows. There's been many TV shows about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's perpetuating the false ideas that people have about those places. Is that yeah. you can kind of sugarcoat them, make them all kind of nice and digestible. When really, in truth, you don't want to go there. And that's yeah. why you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> I also heard some people say, oh, I'll just sneak into heaven. Like, what? <laughs> you jump the fence or something? <laughs> like, how? Like, <laughs> how? Or those who claim that they're, they're on a marathon to hell. Like, they're, they're running towards it, and they don't care. It's like, yeah. you obviously don't realize... It's because it's been downplayed and pretty much just... There's a big idea exist. where, like, um, it's just going to be like a party with all the bad people. It's like, no, you're going to be tortured... Yeah. You're gonna want to die, but you're gonna yeah. already be dead, but and it's never gonna not, end. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's torture. Like you're you you're gonna want to like not exist anymore. Like it's not won't. some big party. I think the the biggest yeah. the biggest idea that I had just blew me away was. Not only the fact that you're, because people want to get all caught up in like the whole, all the flames and the brimstone and the fire. It's like, yes, those are real. But the biggest thing is you're eternally separated from God. Mm Because even on earth you have, you have the chance to know God. Mm -hmm. But when you finally, when you die and you finally get to that place and you're in hell, the reason why it makes it so terrible is that you have, that just gets taken away. There's, there is none of, no light. No good in the world ever again. It's all that you know and is as much evil that you could possibly cram into one place. And that's all that you'll ever know for forever. Eeks. Yeah. <laughs> so don't go there, people. Yeah, that's rough. It's not a fun place. <laughs> 
So that, the final thing that I have personally is the rapture. Because that's really one of the key elements about soul sleep is that they believe that you'll wait until that day and then be raptured up into heaven. But that is not the case because we believe that we will be, if you do make it and you're alive for that time, you'll experience either being raptured or not being raptured. It says in Corinthians 15:1, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. So that is the moment that it's talking about, is when Jesus, just like he ascended into heaven, he will descend, and he's going to bring everybody who's ready to go back up with him, and then the tribulation will begin. Dun, dun. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be around for that. (laughs) Mm -mm. If you guys don't know what the tribulation is, literally, it's going to be a little terrifying, but just open up the book of Revelation and go ahead and read it. Just keep going. Just get to reading. It'll rock your world. (laughs) It was always terrifying reading that growing up. (laughs) I haven't even gone through all of it yet. Ooh. But yeah, some people are like, oh, right now we're going through it. And it's like, mm, no, it's going to get a lot worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this isn't even the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah this is like um, like the birthing pains. But it's not like the labor. That, that's what it's going to be like in comparison to. Yeah. 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 I could definitely see how that's true because it's like in history you can see many times where people probably thought it was the end of the world and they thought that Jesus was coming and like it's another reason why people don't really believe that it's going to happen because oh they've said that forever it's it's never going to happen it's just the world is going to keep going and people will live and people will die it's like eventually yes there will be a time when this humanity that we know the earth that we know will will finally get to that point where it's going to end and that's why as Christians, like we really we take that into consideration. We really believe strongly about it because it'll influence us on the daily, on the daily. It'll yeah. change the way that we see things, uh, how we see other people. We'll start caring about other people and where they'll possibly be going, where we're going, where our family is going. And it's all about that that mindset is being changed and. Becoming a Christian isn't as weird or scary as as it may seem or come off by some people. And granted, there are some very bad representations out there that kind of get me angry. But for the most part is that God loves us. He sent his son for, for us down. And then this is the lovely Christmas season. So Jesus being born is super popular. He grew up, was only... 33, had three years of ministry until finally he gave his life on the cross and then he rose after three days and then that's when the gospel began. And that's when our lives began as Gentiles. We gave, we were given the opportunity to have a relationship with him and, and learn about this stuff and really appreciate the fact that not only that we live in America and that we're not persecuted for our beliefs, but that <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> we have the, we have just the opportunity to yeah. know God in general. Yeah, which is great. Yes, and I thank God every day. Yes, for <laughs> the ability to that we have. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, anything else? 
Huh? I think that's it. All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. See you.